0: Welcome again everybody to Trail Tales. This is your host, Tom Funk. And we will continue uh, with more excerpts out of my 50 Hikes in Michigan's Upper Peninsula book. And we are on hike number 21 and we are in the, uh, uh, still in the western Upper Peninsula, but uh, on the shore of Lake Michigan at Fayette State Park. And we're going to be hiking today, uh, what they call the Overlook Trail. This trail is about 1.4 miles long, and it'll take you about an hour to hike, and there's a, a moderate gradient getting up to the, the main trail itself. Uh, you're going to have views from the, an escarpment, uh, views of the historic village, which is the main reason why people visit Fayette State Park, and also see rare hardwood forests dominated by cedars. Map Geeks, uh, 7.5 Fayette, but the Fayette State Park map will do you good. The trail is well marked. There is a visitor center, a modern campground, and there is interpretation with all the cool buildings. So if you don't even hike this trail, you just gotta go and check out the historic site, because it is really neat. Pets are welcome, as it is a state park, and uh, uh, we're going to, uh, you know, encourage you to bring them to this one, because a lot of open area. And it's, uh, you know, going to be bear-free for the most part, I'd imagine, because it's so well used. Fayette Brown, well, he had a great idea. During the heyday of iron mining in the Upper Peninsula, uh, Brown, who was the general manager of the Jackson Iron Company, he noticed he was going to great lengths and costs to ship his iron to the lower Great Lakes to be processed. What he did is he built a furnace here at Fayette, which is considerably closer Uh, To the iron mines. In 1866, Fayette was chosen because of its protected bays, plentiful limestone, and readily available hardwood nearby to turn the two blast furnaces and charcoal kilns uh, that were built. Around this industrial site lived 500 residents, and with them came the amenities of the day stores, baseball fields, churches, and even an opera house operated here. Many of the workers immigrated from as far away as northern Europe, bringing with them their cultures and customs. In 1891, the town ceased after producing more than 200,000 tons of iron. The buildings were left behind and the people moved on, leaving Fayette a ghost town. The state of Michigan acquired the site in 1959, creating a 750-acre park which attracts over 100,000 visitors yearly. The Overlook Trail takes you up to the edge of the escarpment, but not until after a short history lesson. This lollipop loop begins at the interpretive center, and after seeing the sites you'll be drawn to the historic village and the stores and the stories that it will tell. Although Fayette State Park is known for the story of the blast furnace, its overlook trail immerses you in a natural setting once common but now rare in the upper peninsula. Before loggers and abundant deer, many of our forests were dominated by white cedar, which now grow again on the top of the Niagara Escarpment, the same rock formation that creates the falls of the same name. To find Fayette State Park, it is located on the Garden Peninsula, so take US 2 west from Manistique to Garden Corners, then go south on M183 for 17 miles. Take the park's entrance drive to its end and park at the visitor center. The trail starts to the right of the visitor center. Your path starts as a paved walk as it descends into a gravel road, which you will need to take uphill to your right. A moderate climb, take the road about two-tenths of a mile uphill to an intersection marked by a post with a number one, which also includes a you-are-here map. From this grassy field, turn left and head uphill to To get to the edge of the escarpment, the substrate is crushed gravel and very wide. You will notice the abundant cedars absent from most of today's northern hardwood forests. On your left, an interpretive sign overlooking Snail Shell Harbor and the historic town site, telling the story of how local residents used to skate across the ice to Escanaba in the winter. Looking to the horizon, you can just make out the ancient lake level on Burnt Bluff just south of your current location. On the right is a concave land formation indicating the post Algonquin glacial Great Lake stage. To the left of this formation, a small dip in the landform shows an even higher and older Lake Algonquin shoreline. Carry on moving into thick forest composed mostly of cedar and paper birch. Rock outcroppings on your right, some the size of a small house, line the upward slope of the hill. The trail peels away from the escarpment, heads uphill with a moderate climb for a couple hundred yards. Your cedars diminish and the forest takes on a typical northern hardwood character with sugar maples and paper birch. The ground cover is noticeably different. Look for sarsaparilla berries and and doll's eyes in the late summer and early fall. Take note of a few American beech trees in the forest. This is about as far west in the upper peninsula you will find this gray, smooth-barked tree. Narrowing considerably and changing to a light path in the grass, your trail takes you under a thinning forest canopy which lets in more light. A large patch of red-berried elderberry, a species you are recommended not to eat, as these berries are mildly poisonous to humans, and you'll see these in the forest openings. You should not feel that these are going to waste, though, as the local birds feast on the fruit when it becomes ripe. You'll reach trail marker number three near the top of the hill, four-tenths of a mile from your from your first intersection. At this intersection, you can veer left or half-mile loop or right for a 0.3 mile. So, both of these will bring you back to the main trail. Stroll to the right and you'll have a slight climb to the forest. The trail levels out and continues through the grass. The half-mile loop merges with your trail coming in from behind and to your right. Although the state park map indicates that this is the location of marker number 4, in fact, it is just an old blue tip post with a footprint carved into it. The trail descends slowly back towards town, and you will notice that the woodland is once again dominated by cedars, as it was at the beginning of your hike. Keep your eyes open for white ash an uncommon tree in this forest. Your quote-unquote missing trail marker number 4 is 0.2 miles downhill at the edge of a mode right-of-way along the entrance drive look to your right and you'll see the gravel road you use to reach marker one then walk downhill and enjoy the history lesson by walking around the town site all right fayette state park definitely worth the visit Uh, I just read an article uh, that they were doing some studies on the age of the forest because these cedar trees are large for cedars because cedars just get mowed down by deer in Michigan. So since they were growing on an escarpment and it's a heavily trafficked area on a peninsula, the deer population is very low. And what they found were trees that were over a 1,000 years old. So that's pretty cool. They were stunted uh, and small. You wouldn't think that they'd be a 1,000 years old, being such small size, but that's what they were finding. They were finding trees that were uh, quite old, so that was pretty cool. So if you go to Fayette, check out those cedars and think to yourselves, yeah, these trees, they could be a 1,000 years old. All right, well, thanks for joining me again on Trail Tales. This is Tom Funk, your host, and I want to thank Nortive 8, uh, makers of hiking shoes, for sponsoring this podcast. And uh, I'm testing them out right now, and so far so good. And uh, I'm kind of surprised how comfortable they are. Uh, usually hiking boots are the kinds I wear, um, not, not so comfortable. So thanks, North 8 for uh, the sponsorship. And we will see you again. Thanks for joining me. Take care, and we'll see you again on Trail Tales.